comic book series created by Tim Seeley and currently published by Image Comics. Hack Flash tells the story of Cassie Hack and her monster sidekick Vlad, an unconventional duo who travel the country hunting down slashers. I'm your co-host Serena. I am your host Dr. Chris. And on tonight's episode we are discussing the fourth issue of Hack Slash titled Hack Slash vs. Evil Ernie, originally published as a 48-page one-shot in June 2005 by Devil's Due Publishing. Written by Tim Seeley, art by Adi Salmon, lettered by Steve Seeley, graphic design by Mike Norton, and edited by Mark Powers. This issue begins in a strip club, as so many of the best stories do. We are introduced <laughs> to our villain, Evil Ernie, as he approaches a dancer from the club named Ophelia. Cassie and Vlad hear over their police scanner that there was a possible murder at the Tales of Wonder strip club and head over as Vlad ponders what strip clubs are for. While the police contemplate the disappearance of yet another big-breasted blonde, Cassie notices a mysterious glowing green hue leading somewhere. We then cut to the abandoned Fairchild Sawmill, where we find our missing big-breasted blonde Ophelia sporting a new sliced throat to match her undead pallor. We find out that Ernie brought her back as a dead one to be his zombie love slave, but Ernie is rebuffing all of her advances. Here, we learn a bit about Ernie's origin via his talking lapel pin, Smiley. Ernie grew up locally. His parents owned the sawmill, and their abuse of him was no secret. Ernie possessed psychic abilities, and his parents admitted him to a mental institution to try to cure him of his powers. Using something called Neurotech, the treatment sent him to the endless graveyard where he meets Lady Death. Lady Death promises him the love he craves if he kills everyone on Earth. Ernie feigns being cured, smashes his ma and pa's skulls in when he returns home, and soon amasses an army of dead ones in an effort to cause mega-death, but he is killed. Ernie is then reborn in Cassie's world, where his love Lady Death does not exist, so he sets out to try and find a replacement for her. Due to copyright reasons. (laughs) Cassie and Vlad track the hue to the Fairchild Sawmill, where they make their way through an attack by a group of Ernie's formerly resurrected dead ones. Ernie attacks, but when he hears Cassie's thoughts, he decides he has to take a deeper look into her mind, and what he finds makes him fall in love. As he tries to profess his love for Cassie, Vlad whisks her away. Back in the van, Cassie dreams of her mother, but the dream morphs until she herself becomes a version of evil Ernie, driven to kill for love. Cassie awakes and ponders with Vlad on what happened, how Ernie saw into her mind, and despite knowing everything about her in her past, he loved her for it. That's something that people search their whole lives for, and the fact that she found it in a murdering undead psychopath troubles her. Vlad tells her that he loves her, and Cassie flies off into an emotional rage, questioning whether he just wants to fuck her before apologizing. She knows it's not like that with Vlad. Evil Ernie returns to the mental institution he was once a guest in, and vows to destroy all the bad ones for Cassie, beginning with the hospital's current patients. 
Vlad and Cassie hear of this over the police scanner and head over. Once there, Cassie confronts Ernie, who tells her he's killing the bad ones for her. Cassie tells him he needs to stop, and Ernie is confused. Isn't this what she wanted? For all the bad people to die so there won't be anyone left to hurt the innocent ones, like they were? Ernie reveals he wants to make her his queen. He wants her love, but he is interrupted by Vlad and his handy-dandy chainsaw. Ernie and Vlad brawl, and the cops show up, guns blazing, and a stray shot hits Cassie in the stomach. Cassie dies. Smiley quips about bringing her back as a dead one, giving Ernie an idea. Smiley warns they don't have enough energy to bring someone all the way back, but Ernie proclaims that love is death. Cassie returns. We later see Ernie's corpse and a cop proclaiming he died happy. Cassie and Vlad are munching on some bologna sandwiches, which are apparently much better after getting brought back to life. When Cassie decides it's time they go indulge in some pleasures of the flesh at the good old Tales of Wonder strip club. This issue ends with evil Ernie kneeling before the devil, who quotes Mother Teresa and tells Ernie if he helps him, then he will help him sate his hunger for love. Evil Ernie. One of those characters from the Chaos comic book company as created by Brian Polito alongside Lady Death, Purgatory, Chastity, and many others, was uh, created in 19... 19- 91. 1991 uh, from, war, from one company and then went over to another uh, and is now currently owned by uh, Dynamite Entertainment. I mm-hmm. believe, much to the chagrin of his creator, unfortunately, I have heard or read that uh, he is not all that interested in the Dynamite Chaos characters. He at least has control over the probably most popular character from Chaos, which is Lady Death which uh, lives on through many successful Kickstarters on kickstarter.com. Almost all of the subsequent one-shots of Lady Death are published uh, because of fans. The highest grossing amount of money for a Kickstarter. The last one, I think, grossed like $276,000. Oh, dang. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Brian Polito uh, stated that the look of evil earning was based off of Bobby Blitz Ellsworth, the lead singer for the heavy metal band Overkill, as the two share a heavy metal look at the time, tight jeans, black t-shirts, leather jacket, and pin badges with shoulder-length wild hair. Nice. I like it. He kind of reminded me of, for some reason, the Mickey Mars character in the movie Dirt. I don't know why. Maybe it was the hair. Lady Death is kind of like an anti-hero in a way. She is the queen of hell. She's the, like the reigning, you know, she, she kind of runs hell. There was actually a, uh, a lot of people who weren't familiar with the comic book might have been introduced to her through an animated movie that came out at the end of Chaos Comics' uh, run. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know much about Lady Death. Purgatory is a, uh, another very popular character from the Chaos comic book line. She's this uh, Egyptian vampire with, like, red skin. And by red, I don't mean, like, Native American offensive red. I mean, like, literally, like, like blood red skin <laughs> with long black hair. And she, like, fucks and sucks her way through the Chaos comic books. I mean, she's, nice. like, most of the time she's portrayed as being, like, a lesbian. But I'm talking, like, probably non-consensual lesbian sex, too. <laughs> like you'd see in porn. Possibly. <laughs> Chastity is a character that's run into, uh, you know, a lot of these Chaos comic book characters. Of course, you know, it's it's coincidence that we're happening to do this issue at the time that Hackslass versus Chaos just ended. Correct. Now, Correct. at the time, now before recording this episode and rereading this issue, which I haven't read since I first bought it many years ago, I thought Cassie and Ernie had met each other before, but that's actually the Chucky issue that they seem to have had some type of past. Or they know each other, at least. You know, they know each other by name. In this, yeah. Ernie and Cassie had never met before. 
Correct. So Lady Death that came from Evil Ernie is the character that I know more about than, than Evil Ernie himself. I only own the original Evil Ernie miniseries where Lady Death makes her first appearance, but mm-hmm. I have like more Lady Death comic books because who doesn't like a woman who is like wears a black bikini, long white hair, and voluptuous breasts for your comic of book course. character? <laughs> she began her publication in a black and white pages of Evil Ernie's first series by Eternity Comic Books, and her initial design was by Stephen Hughes. She That became like the template look for her. She would go over to the Cross Den Entertainment Universe and then Avatar Press, and now she's with Chaos, uh, sorry, Coffin Comics, as the character rights finally went back to Brian Polito, thankfully. And he really does a great job with these uh, Lady Death one-shots that he puts out through through Kickstarter. If you have a chance, go to CoffinComics.com so you can maybe pick up some of the back issues of it. He's created a couple other characters as well, which uh, La Muerta is going to be launching her next Kickstarter. It's a uh, She's a soldier whose whole family is wiped out, and she becomes the avenging angel, La Muerta, which means the death. Nice! That actually sounds really interesting. Mm. Brian Polito uh, writes all these, and then various artists happen to work on them. Lady Death's comic books are on the border of PG-13 versus an R rating, you know what I mean? Like, there's a <laughs> lot of TNA in the comic, but it's it's a lot of it's implied. There's sex in the comic, but everything's covered. Whereas, like, Hell Witch, which is another book that he puts out, is a hardcore, like, adult book, you know what I mean? He She even has oh. sex with a transgender demon. And comment, you know, and and she's just like, oh my god, it's so big. And she's like, yes, I am a freak in my my kind or whatever. And then she proceeds to fuck (laughs) this transgender demon who gets killed. And then she blames Lady Death because the armies are led by Lady Death. So she's on a vengeance to, uh, so he's going to have like a couple of his characters kind of meet up and and fight. So battle of the big titty comic book women. (laughs) Seems to be a theme. Yeah, which by the way, there's a comment in here about Cassie's chest by Smiley Face. Smiley Face is a uh, the little button that hangs out on Evil Ernie's chest. He is yeah. a uh, he was actually a rat that uh, Ernest Child kept hidden in his room. Um, yeah, his pet rat. Yeah, and then he became this kind of like demonic look uh, little thingy. Yeah, I mean I'm not sure how that one works. But... No, but it kind of sure. reminds me of uh, Hand from Vampire Hunter D. Oh yeah, it does kind of, doesn't it? So, uh, there's two covers. Beginning with the cover, there's two covers. The standard cover has Evil Ernie lurching, lurking over a very lovely lingerie-covered Cassie with uh, Smiley you know, licking his lips over her, and she's holding a chainsaw. This scene never happens in the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the inside cover, right below Hack Slash, where it says Devil Do presents Hack Slash, there is the crank cover, which is Cassie standing in front of a wall with Smiley on it. Which I love. Crank does some of my favorite covers out of all comics. I the, really enjoy his covers. The comic book is written by Tim Seeley with art by Adi Salman. Uh, what do we have for information about Adi Salman? I have nothing because I suck. <laughs> well, as long as you admit that you suck. <laughs> Adi Salman worked on the Silent Hill Dying Inside and the Hack Slash comic book carnage as well as the final revenge of evil ernie but his credits are not that big which is kind of a shame because i think the artwork in the evil ernie crossover is really good and then letters by tim seeley and graphic design by mike norton so we first meet this woman who again has a very lady death kind of look to her she's wearing a bikini with skulls on it she's blonde she's buxom (laughs) just like evil ernie's girl you know 
He has a type. He has. A, he definitely has a type. Cassie and Vlad are driving along in their uh, their van, uh, their very very uncomfortable looking van. Cassie puts on like this mask that makes it look like a dominatrix for a little while. Also need to point out, Cassie wearing pants once again. It happens. Maybe it's cold. Could be winter. Evil Ernie's origin is kind of changing sometimes based on the uh who owns the copyright to them because at the bottom of the page we have chastity purgatory and some of the other characters from the chaos comic book universe yes and i actually didn't realize that until i was doing the synopsis that um he's from a whole nother universe and when he comes back it's like he's coming back into cassie's universe which multiverse uh things Again, due to the copyright problems and the uh, the, yeah. the the the, um, the ending of Chaos Comic Books, the characters kind of got divided up. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate for Brian Polito because it took him a while to get um, Lady Death back under his control. I mean, he wrote Lady Death for another company for a while, but I don't know the whole story, and I'm not going to speculate because I like Brian Polito. I I do his Kickstarter, and he does respond once in a while, and we're friends on Facebook, so I know the Chaos Comic Book story is a little bit of a tough subject matter once in a while. Especially when mm-hmm. you're, it's your company that goes out of business. I can understand why. But oh, touchy. Uh, I'm glad, yeah, touchy. But I'm glad Coffin Comics is as successful as it is right now with their three big properties Hellwitch, La Moretta, Lady Death, and whatever other books that they own. So Cassie shows up and she's using a gun as well and she kills the, uh, the big buxom uh, stripper, which is pretty funny. And some of uh, Evil Ernie's victims attack Vlad. And, and again, the artwork is very like. There's a lot of, like, slashing images, you know, a lot of, like, lines everywhere. You notice that? Yeah, it's chaotic. Like, not, I don't mean that in, like, a bad sense, but I feel like the art this issue is a bit Chaos-related? Chaos ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I really like um, Cassie's thriller jacket. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I can think about. Her thriller jacket, her fishnets underneath her um, her tube top, or what, what type of top is she wearing? I never know what the hell she's wearing, okay? You're a girl. That's the whole reason why you're on the show, is to be the fashion mogul. Come on now. I know, but <laughs> look, half the time we're doing the show, I'm not even wearing pants, all right? Whoa, you mogul. heard that here, folks. Half the time, <laughs> Serena isn't wearing pants while doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never know what she's wearing. And then, I mean, she's... I'm going to be thinking about that while I edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's warm in here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this. They're uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we get some flashbacks to Cassie's origin, which you've seen. They, they, they do this a lot, you know, and I'm wondering at one point, uh, it, it's just to bring the anybody who's jumping onto this issue for the first time, miss the others, what her origin really is. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if that's why I he repeats so the too. origin. Because these ones were published as one shots, so I think... I mean, I guess if you were to just read, like, the individual, then it would make sense to have a bit of her origin story in each one. But when you are reading them, like, weekly, bi-weekly as we are, it does get a little bit repetitive. When Cassie breaks up out of her fever dream, Vlad is there to comfort her, and uh, she, has got a, she has got a serious attitude problem. I mean, by the way, this dream is, is pretty violent and bloody. And there were some bad things that happened to her when she was a kid, like electric shock therapy and such. Yeah. And she has this... She has these two panels that she says to Vlad, which I thought would be better out, uh, read out loud by you. How many people go through their entire goddamn lives looking for someone to love them for who they are and never find it? I find it, and it's from some murdering undead psychopath. You think I'll ever find anyone who will love me again? 
My father left me. My mother left me. And now I have to kill the one person who knows me? The one person who loves me? But I love you. Do you? Or is it just that I'm the only one who puts up with your big freaky ass? Is that it? Or do you just want to fuck me? Isn't that what guys want? Are you any different, Vlad? And then, of course, she collects herself and realizes how rude she was. Vlad, I'm sorry. I know. <sighs> and then I think it's it so has, sad. It's a really tender moment between them. Now, let me ask you this. Have you yes. ever had this type of problem in any kind of relationship you've had with the opposite sex? And I don't mean an intimate... Just I don't just mean an intimate relationship. I mean any kind of relationship that the opposite sex you're worried it just wants to fuck you yeah all the time <laughs> like most of my relationships and i think that's a common like concern that a lot of women have about when they're in relationships on the next panel at the clearview mental institution ernie's got a giant freaking knife just like vlad <laughs> just fling yeah and the way he kills that guard is like something out of an anime cartoon Shook. yeah like very berserker like Exactly. Cassie and Vlad show up, and Vlad's got a chainsaw, and he looks like a ridiculous... Okay, with the chainsaw and the somewhat-looking hockey mask, gas mask, I know it's a gas mask, but the somewhat-looking <laughs> hockey mask, he reminds me of like what people parody on cartoons and in TV series or, or, or spoofs like Saturday Night Live. Even on The Simpsons, Homer Simpson's wearing a hockey mask <laughs> and braiding a chainsaw, so it's mm-hmm. be like a combination of Jason and Leatherface. Yes. Which I feel like he generally is a good amalgamation of those two. They have a pretty good fight scene, and Vlad gets Ernie with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. He really wants to like be with her, and like thinks that because he was in her head, that they are destined to be together. Because there's no Lady Death for him to worship and be with, he wants to go with the next best thing. Yeah, Ernie just wants love. Apparently so. Then a cop shows up, and Cassie gets shot. Yeah, I did find that a little bit uh, random. A little bit. I mean, okay, so we're going to do a death toll how many times Cassie's gotten killed. So here's the first one. Correct. By the way, my pages are not numbered. But uh, on the page where Cassie is lying, bleeding on the floor, Smiley says that she's got a small set of lungs, which means she has a small set of tits. Correct. That's what I took that as. (laughs) Yeah, which, again, Cassie's supposed to be like this rare petite girl with not a rather large cup size, and I guess it's always the determination of the artist, you know, what her cup size is. Always changing. Yes. Um, I mean, in the uh, upcoming Chucky crossover, I mean, she's just in her panties and holding a towel up covering herself, and she looks like she has very large breasts. But in the actual photo shoot from the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Suicide Squad girl crossover, she's got kind of proportionate to her body. I guess it's always very different. But... I think that is indicative of Smiley being a creepazoid, as well as Ernie. Not appropriate. No, not at all. I mean, unless you're in a consenting relationship, or maybe in private with your buddies, probably not allowed. <laughs> Those are things you don't say In public. Loud, we're commenting on a fictional character in a comic book, so we can kind of get away with it. Just a little bit. <laughs> and we're also not being derogatory, either. No, not at all. This hey. is why I have a female co-host to keep me in line. <laughs> Little boobies <laughs> matter too, okay? Hey, I've dated some very lovely goth girls who complained that their breasts were too small, and I'm like, is that the only thing you're complaining about? We have no problem whatsoever. Come here. <laughs> that we right? proceeded to. I mean, uh, I mean, seriously, I've dated I've dated women who complained that their breasts they felt their breasts were too you know like this is the this is our 
we're about to, you know, and their first complaint is they're they're sorry their breasts are too small, and I'm like, well, I already knew that. Yeah, I mean, you are a fine-looking naked woman standing in front of me. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I'm just happy you're here. I'm just what happy you you're naked about? in front of me now. <laughs> I know it is like I'm not you know incredibly endowed up top either and it's one of those things that like I always kind of disliked but then after I had my son and I had like boobs like actual boobs they were such a hassle like always falling all over the place I'll take small boobs I'm okay with them they stay where they're you know they stay where they're supposed to stay right like it was one of those things like excuse me put these boobs back that used to them going all over the place So Ernie brings Cassie back to life, resurrection time. Yes, he does, which is, like, I don't know. See, I have such this odd feeling about, like, Ernie. Like, he is a villain, and I know he's evil, but he's so sweet (laughs) with these kinds of things. Like, he just wants to love her so bad. I think in his own... ends up dying. In his own sick and twisted way, he does love Cassie. Yeah. Which is, this is not love. This is, like, stalker love. This is, like infatuation yes this is like just constantly saying how beautiful a woman is and it's just like there's no reciprocating of the feelings it's very weird sometimes and um all the time all the time and uh ernie it just uh yeah it's not it's not very cool in the 2019 hashtag me too era we live in correct correct Um, i have a lot i work with i i mean you mel heflin mistress zeneca I mean, even my artists on comic books I'm working on, uh, Little Miss Rose, Melanie, uh, Jessica uh, for Dracula. I mean, you got you. I could line all you all you women up, and no one would, no one could be able to point out the ugly one among you because there wouldn't be. Maybe you just have good taste. I do. What can I say? <laughs> Work with beautiful women. I can't help it. Oh. The uh, even my review girl Katie Glidewell, the blonde in front of fear. She is. Mm-mm-mm. But you know what I find interesting is the fact that you were mentioning, you know, like, that's not whatever. Never in this issue does Cassie, like, really tell him, like, no, I'm not interested. Right. I mean, she likes a bad boy or girl. Maybe. <laughs> Vlad is the one that keeps coming in and, like, cock-blocking the whole deal. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to Cassie's sex life eventually. We're, we're, <laughs> we're um, well, about two months away, actually. <laughs> I just suddenly realized what eventually. we got coming up. Uh, we'll get into that at the end of the end of the episode. So, uh, Cassie, Cassie likes cheeseburgers. What do you want? To, yes. what, what would you like? Do you want a cheeseburger? Yeah, your dad likes cheeseburgers too. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers <laughs> you want. No spoilers for what that's regarding to, but uh, that uh, every time I see a cheeseburger now, I can't I can't not think of that scene. Pull it together, man! Oh Pull my god, together. I'm nearly in tears right now thinking about it. Oh my god! Stop it. Uh, I Get want, yourself together, man. I had a cheeseburger right after I saw that. <laughs> and then the next day I had a taco, because tacos were great, and, you know, the scene Duh. between Ant-Man and Hulk with the taco. <laughs> oh my god, it's so adorable. But, uh, <laughs> but every time I read or watch something in a movie that they're eating food, I want that food. I mean, how many times have you seen Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're like, I want pizza. I feel like, and I feel like Cassie and Vlad, they eat a lot in their comic books. Like, I feel like they very often end with them, like, chilling somewhere eating. Well, Vlad's almost seven feet tall, so you gotta imagine he eats a lot, and Cassie is burning through calories with her gymnastics that she does, so (laughs) she's got the metabolism of a 20-year-old. What was that? 
Look at you being all logical. And she's got the metabolism of a 20-year-old. <laughs> Must have. Yeah. And then it ends back at a strip club as Cassie introduces Vlad to what a strip club is with a stripper with little heart uh, <laughs> star tattoos on her uh, her uh, stomach. So classy. And then we switch over to hell with uh, the devil. Is that the devil? See, I wasn't sure. I think was that's a chaos. I think that's a chaos character. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That would make more sense. Because they don't explicitly say it, but I do find it hilarious that he's quoting Mother Teresa. So the full title of this issue, by the way, is The Final Revenge of Evil Ernie. Is that the full title of the issue? Yeah. Okay. Because some places just had it listed as Hackslash Evil Ernie. Some had it Hackslash versus Evil Ernie. The name of the character, it is the devil, but it's Lucifer. It's Chaos Comics version of Lucifer. Chaos Comics version of Lucifer first appeared in Lady Death number two, Descent into Hell. If I remember correctly, he is the person that put Lady Death into Hell. He is Lady Death's father. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lucifer is originally seen as being the ruler of hell, and he chose Leviathan as his bride. Although the marriage only lasted for minutes, Lucifer got respect for her, has great respect for her. After she buried, uh, after she is buried underground, Lucifer was free to take other prides, but he must uphold his arrangement with Leviathan that he must take as many brides as he wishes, but only for one night. After that, he usually kills them. Yikes. Yeah. He cursed Lady Death that she couldn't walk on Earth when there was anyone live up there. The curse influenced Lady Death to seek mega death on Earth. Gotcha, which is what... The apocalypse Evil Ernie... Yeah, and that's what Evil Ernie's whole deal was supposed to be. Right, right. So this is the character of Lucifer from Chaos Comic Books, not just the devil. So I'm right and half wrong. As with the previous issue, no ads until the very end, but we're not quite there yet. In fact, almost there are no ads in this comic book except for related to comic books in general. There's no video game ads or anything. This was this was a lot of pages in this comic book. We have a one we have a pinup of Evil Ernie and Cassie drawn by Tim Seeley. And then we have what I believe to be foreshadowing for the death of Vlad later on, which not really a spoiler people for something we're covering as a podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Vlad is killed and then eventually resurrected in the Hackslash resurrection. This one shot by J.C. Cram has Vlad dead, Cassie carrying a, uh, a shovel, and Purgatory, who I'd mentioned earlier, perched above her. Very cool. Uh, then we have Devil Do News, or News, you know, that joke that I've mentioned before, with an interview mm-hmm. with uh, Mike O'Sullivan and Steve Seeley, who is Tim's brother. Is he? I was wondering. Yep. Uh, I mean, he introduced I me about when I met Tim at Boston Comic Con for the third time. He said, uh, "Oh, you should have my brother sign this too because he worked on it as well." And I was and it was the Sam Hain, Son of Sam Hain miniseries. And I was oh, like, "Oh, cool. that's cool. Oh, I didn't know you had a brother." He's like, "Yeah, my brother's on a lot of my work." I was like, "Oh, hi, I'm Chris. Tim's been on my show." This was years before the podcast was a blink in the eye. We have an ad for subscriptions for Devil Dude Press for America, GI Joe, America's Elite, and Forgotten Realms, Homeland. And then we have Aftermath, finally collecting two comic books I never read, Defects and Breakdown, uh, one by Chuck Dixon, one by Marv Wolfman and Stephen Caselli. Uh, Marv Wolfman, you might know as the writer for Tomb of Dracula and uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, but a lot of people know him today as the creator of the more commonly known Teen Titans, Cyborg, Raven, Starfire, Beast Boy. Oh, cool. I know them, kind of. We have an ad. Not really. We, <laughs> we have an ad for the uh, Devil's Due Publishing 2005 Convention Tour. So long ago, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they were the in. The year uh, I graduated high school. Oh, 
They were in San Diego, <laughs> Chicago, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Fort Wayne. Then we have Devil's Due Publishing, Approved Retailers, A1 Comics, Pulp Fiction, and a couple others that don't give money to this podcast, so I'm not going to give them free advertising. <laughs> Want more hack slash? There's hack slash euthanized. Hack slash girls got dead. Hack slash comic book carnage. Gee, why would these all be familiar to us? I guess you could order these comic books if you didn't pick them up at your local retailer. Oh, I do. I think those were the first three for like volume one when they were released. I think it had those three in it, but not this issue. No, um, this no. this had just come out. That's why it's advertising yeah. the original three issues. And then we have an ad for Rock Lives Forever, So Does Ernie, Devils Do Publishing, and Alan Grant Resurrect Evil Ernie in September of 2005. This was the Devils Do Press uh, Chaos Evil Ernie uh, miniseries. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then on the back cover, we have The Slasher Victim Fights Back, Hack Slash First Cut, the first trade paperback collecting the original issues. And it has Cassie in a uh, tank top and uh, short panties. What are they called? Boy shorts? They're not boy shorts, but they're like the panties with the lace on them. And they're they uh, they're not just panties. They're kind of shorty. Uh, I don't know. Okay, and then all of her villains <laughs> are coming running at her. She's hiding her kiss it bat behind her back. Yes. Oh no, got nothing here, guys. No, basically. So that's the uh, <laughs> that is the issue for this episode. Yes. There was a lot that went on in this issue. There really was. It's just, there was a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, touching on Cassie's backstory and another character character's backstory, and she died, and she came back, and they went to a strip club. That's a pretty hearty issue. 48 pages worth. Now, I tried to find an Evil Ernie song to go along with this episode, but what I did find is a Evil Ernie tribute video on YouTube for the song The Killer by Iron Maiden, which uh, Eddie of Iron Maiden, uh, their mascot, has... You know, some similarities to Evil Ernie. Yeah, he kind of does, doesn't he? Mm, definitely, definitely. There's no movie to really connect to this issue. Stalker Syndrome movies, I guess, could be any number right? of them. But uh, this is a crossover with another property. So we're not going to like go into like, oh, what comic book, you know, what movies were kind of connected to it like we have previously. The next one, the next episode, we're going to be covering the miniseries, all three issues at once. Of the uh, the first CAC Slash miniseries. Which is Land of Lost Toys. Land of Lost right? Toys, all three issues Sweet. at once. So that way we can... Um, the only reason we're doing that, all three issues at once, is because... They're of, super short. Well, they're, it's, uh, yeah, it's not just because they're super short, but it was a recommendation by Greg on Twitter, who wrote the Hack Slash timeline, to do them all at once because they're short, but they all flow into each other so quickly, unlike other miniseries... This will also help us get to Cassie versus Chucky in time for the Child's Play remake movie to come on, uh, sorry, come out in theaters, and when we have our guest Super Ghoul come on the show with us to do our big Chucky episode. Yay! I have to watch the movies. Yes, why don't you tell the audience what movies you've seen of Child's Play? Look, okay, the old, like I know I've seen the first one, I just don't exactly remember it, so technically the only one I've actually seen and like absorbed is Bride of Chucky. Uh, well, we gotta <laughs> watch all me. eight of them. <laughs> oh my god, there's eight? There's there's Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Seed, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and the Child's Play remake. Shit! <laughs> You just tell me there was eight. Okay. Also, there's well, a movie coming out soon called Chucky, a fan film. That's been actually not just a fan film anymore. It's actually going to be in theaters. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, and there's a series coming out. Oh, my God. So that's what I'll be doing for the next week. <laughs> Crap. If you would like to join us on Radio Horror on Patreon, 
we are going to have a special thing happening on Patreon once a month. Serena and I will be doing a long review slash kind of fan commentary for a slasher movie of the month. And the next one we're doing in July will be one of the Child's Play movies. Maybe Cult of Chucky, because I, I like Cult of Chucky. Sorry, not, I'm sorry, not Cult of Chucky. Curse of Chucky, because that one actually went back to the original Child's Play. and It was, it was very much like a slasher movie, with very much a, a lot of horror elements even in it. Cool. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, Curse of Chucky also takes place after Seed. We have a movie we've already done. We've already recorded. It came out very well. Fan is the review and fan commentary for the 1997 slasher movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Woohoo! Yeah, and that will be out in June, May, maybe late this month or early June, for our Patreon subscribers. So if you'd like to join us on Patreon at Radio of Horror, you can. I haven't, no, I don't know what the tier is going to be yet for that. Maybe like just a regular like five dollars or whatever, and then you'll get the fan commentary once a month as part of the five dollar tier. I got to figure out how to like upload the audio to that. So it's like less than a latte, people. So join us in two weeks as we come back for the first Hack Slash miniseries. Yes, Land of Lost Toys. Land I'm of... excited. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, we're going to have some cool 80s uh, toy music to play as well. Very cool. I'm going to leave you now with The Killer by Iron Maiden here on the Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. Oh, before I forget, uh-huh. Serena, what would you like to tell the audience about what happened this weekend? And by the way, happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's right. We were nominated for um, Best New Podcast Short Version yep. at Scaracon. Yep. Is that how you say it? Yep. Yes. They're a nationwide horror convention. They happen at several locations. The next one's happening in my backyard here in Framingham, Massachusetts, right down the street from where I live in June. And they will be making how their convenient. announcements at Scaracon. Nice. I'm so excited. I've never, like, been nominated for anything. So Goth Girl Horror has been nominated for Best short form podcast because there are two types of podcasts the ones that go on for a long time and one that are really short radio horror was nominated for best interviewer which would be me congratulations thank you thank you but again we leave you now <laughs> with the uh, song uh, as a tribute to uh, evil ernie the killer from iron maiden here on goth girl horror the hack slash podcast don't forget you can join us at goth girl horror on twitter and our original twitter is at christy sav and mad but magic 